The Purim Story, Chapter 1. One. The king looked down at his capital from a palace tower and sighed. Achashverosh was a king with a problem. He had power and wealth and ruled over the entire known world, all the 127 nations in it. But he didn't like the, the limited monarchy which characterized his reign. He hated to hear foolish talk about the king's responsibilities to his subjects. How he longed for the absolute power of a Sancherev or a Nebuchadnezzar, who treated their subjects as slaves and had the freedom of doing whatever they desired with them. And talk of wealth? His finance minister was always cutting down on his personal spending with the argument that the national treasury belonged to the people and that the king was only its guardian. How wonderful it would be to have the powers of a pharaoh and to know that all of the nation's riches were his own to use as he wished. But it wasn't the finance minister alone who annoyed this king. Whatever he did, he always had to ask some minister or other for advice or approval. Every time he planned some drastic move, he was reminded of the laws of the land. So he dreamed of the day that he would no longer have to worry about ministers and laws, and he could exercise his royal judgment freely. This Babylonian capital that stretched before him in all its royal grandeur had come to symbolize for him his limitations. Why did he have to hold court here in this city just because his kingly predecessors had done so? A great king such as he should surely have the right to establish a new beautiful capital of his own, where he would build a splendid palace worthy of an absolute monarch. But Achashverosh was not one to let such obstacles stand in his way. After all, he had been born a commoner and had succeeded in reaching his this mighty throne of the Persians and Medes. It had not been an easy task. True, his great fortune had enabled him to hire great armies and buy influence everywhere. But merely conquering nations doesn't make one a king. There was always the danger of a revolution if the people felt that they were being ruled by someone unqualified to wear a royal crown. His rise to power was so swift that too many people remembered his common origins. That is why he married Vashti, princess of Nebuchadnezzar's family. Her royal lineage had given his reign the legitimacy and recognition he sought, but had also aggravated the problem now facing him. Forgotten was the fact that he was a self-made king who owed his throne to no one and was entitled to rule with a free hand. His queen was a constant reminder of the rules which bound royal, which bound royal courts, courts owing their existence to the allegiance of their subjects. Shalom.